the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us today. And as promised, a special treat uh, as we are pre-taping an interview with former President Trump uh, on the campaign trail and really doing some incredible work out there. The poll numbers are literally off the charts, ladies and gentlemen. And at some point, you have to wonder, what is the point of of the primaries um this is it, it's pretty clear the american people have had their say i want to go right now to the patriot mobile newsmaker line and say a merry christmas and hello to our good friend president trump mr president i hope you're doing well this morning well i am and it's great to be back with you we've you and i have had numerous conversations since uh, about 2016 maybe a little before that actually and uh you're doing great and i appreciate it Mr. President, uh, last night, uh, Ron DeSantis had a town hall with CNN, Jake Tamper. Uh, Jake Tamper called him Rod, um, which I'm sure was unfortunate. But you were brought up, and uh, there's been a big controversy in Iowa right now. The the governor and uh, the Republicans are allowing a satanic altar to be erected in the state capitol. And DeSantis is actually blaming you for all of that. I didn't know anything about it. I heard about it last night. Now, they can't blame me when I knew nothing about it. Now, I think the governor made a mistake. You know, the governor, I got her that position, as you probably heard, is well known. It's documented history. And I I took uh, the current governor at the time, Terry Branstad, uh, made him ambassador to China. She took as lieutenant governor, went in. So I did that. And then she was going to lose a race. And I went to town and I, I campaigned for her. And she won, and uh, then she said she was going to remain neutral. So I said, I don't like a person that remains neutral. I don't want anything to do with you. And that was the end of that, and she endorsed DeSantis, or as I call him, DeSanctimonious, because I got him in too, and then he ran. And uh, he's gone nowhere. But, yeah, somebody said that they were going to blame me for a satanic something. And uh, that's not my deal in life, I will tell you. I think you know that pretty well, Todd. Yeah, I, I I mean, when you look at your record as president, you are one of the strongest defenders of religious liberty we have had in the, in that White House. Uh, and it's pretty yeah. outrageous when you see Governor Reynolds, who can't even come out and say, you know what, that, that altar needs to go. It has no business being anywhere near our capital. Well, she could have made, uh, you know, some of her people, maybe it was a mistake. Maybe it was a wise guy doing it. You know, you don't know. You never know in politics. One thing, you never know too much in politics, but you have to find out. But I, I think it's a rather bad mistake, to be honest. I think it's a very foolish and stupid mistake. But, uh, no, I didn't hear they blaming me on that. But why not? They blame me. Everybody blames me for everything. For everything. We're leading in the polls by 50 and 60 points. And we're doing great in Iowa, a special place. It is a special place. And don't forget, I got the farmers $28 billion. That's why I always said, I can't lose Iowa. I got the farmer 2012. You know, the farmers split up $28 billion among the various farmers in the country. And Iowa is the biggest participant in that, of course. And 
nobody else could have done that. And that money came from China. How would you like to say, I'm going to give you money from China? How about telling China that? But they did it. And uh, the farmers uh, got rich and they got jobs and they uh, kept producing like because there's no people like our great farmers. And so, you know, we did that. Uh, as you know, Ron DeSantis took uh, Social Security and he wanted to obliterate it. He wanted to hurt Medicare. That stuff will happen. We're going to get our money. We're going to get our money from under our feet because we have liquid gold. You also have liquid gold, but it's not as liquid in corn. You know, you have a lot of corn and that's your gold. But we have liquid gold, meaning oil and gas under our feet more than Saudi Arabia, more than anybody. And we're going to use that and make a lot of money. We don't have to toy around with Social Security and all of this nonsense that a guy like DeSantis wants to do or Nikki Haley wants to do, I just heard, which is rather shocking. You know, I I looked at, at your the four years, and uh, you were kind enough to write the write the intro to my new book coming out in March. And you, looking That's back right. on your presidency, it was one of the one of the best and most effective and most important, I believe, in modern American history. So why why do you want to do it again? You could you could call it a day and enjoy playing golf for the rest of your life. Why do you want to do this again? Well, and I wouldn't have been indicted over nonsense, over fighting for an election. And by the way, I have to point this out. Rasmussen yesterday came out with a poll. I think it's the most important poll in 10 years. They said that 20% of the mail-in ballots, which people like you and me know anyway, because it's common sense, 20% of the mail-in ballots were rigged. And this was something that's amazing. It was an amazing poll and it came out of nowhere and they're very respected. You know, Rasmussen's a very respected group. And I don't know if it gets picked up because the, you know, fake news doesn't like picking things like that up, but the mail-in ballots are rigged. Now, you know, that's going to happen. You know, when you go to a good voter booth and the way they look at you and the ID and all of the different things that they want to do and that, you know, it'd be very hard. It's very hard to cheat. But when they send you a ballot and they go, the ballots go somewhere, they have no idea where they're going, although in some cases they do when they send them to the wrong place on purpose. But think of this. This poll came out with one of the most highly respected pollsters, and it said that 20 percent, literally 20 percent of the mail-in ballots in the 2020 election presidential were rigged. That's a hell of a poll. Now, does it get much press? Not too much, but I'm going to talk. I, I'm talking about it all the time. I think it's the most important poll because anytime you have mail-in ballots, you're going to have rigged elections. Just the way it works. It's uh, and you're right to to call it. I think the the American people get it, Mr. President. I, I think they do, and it, it's just incumbent upon everybody to get out and vote and engage in the process. Um, you know, here in Memphis, uh, Tennessee, where our show is based, my hometown. We have been decimated because of the the pro-criminal policies of the Democrats here. And when you look at what's happening in major cities around the nation where lawlessness is on the streets, uh, I'm curious, how how important is that going to be for you to address when when you take take back the White House? So that was the one thing in my administration. I let the governors do it because by law or something, standard or law, you sort of have to let the governors take their states and – you know, and I understand that very well, and you're not supposed to get too involved in law and order within the state. That's up to the governors and the mayors and the people that run the cities, etc. And I'm going to be very involved because when I look at Chicago and when I look at New York or when I look at all these cities that are going to hell, 
because of people, you know, they're, they're very tough on guys like uh, conservative people and religious people and others. They're very tough. They're very tough on me over nothing. What I complained about an election. So I get indicted. I have four indictments. Al Capone, I think was indicted once and he was the greatest of all time in terms of being a criminal. And I got, I have four indictments. Think of it. It's not even possible to believe. And these people have weaponized the justice department. Like nobody ever has. And you know, that can come back to haunt them. By the way, you look at what's going on that can come back to haunt them. It's a very dangerous thing that they're doing for our country. But just think of it. Uh, So what we're going to do, and I announced it the other night at the Young Republicans of New York, we're going to make a heavy play for New York. Normally, a Republican would not be able to win New York. I said, I think we can win New York because New York has gone to hell. You have hundreds of thousands of people living on the streets, living on Madison Avenue and Fifth Avenue. New York is like a different place and it has to change. So we're going to be very involved. And we're going to start off by saying, uh, we are going to indemnify police officers from li- officers from liability, where they go out and they actually sue individual police officers because they captured somebody, but maybe they didn't do it in a nice manner or whatever. We're going to indemnify police officers, the federal government. We're going to indemnify local precincts, and we may indemnify the state depending on the attitude of the governor because we want police officers. To, we love the police officers, but you know. Today, they arrest somebody, and if they're a little bit tougher than they should be, or they have to be tough, they end up getting arrested, or they end up losing their wife, their family, their home, their children, their pension. They lose everything. We are going to the federal government, never been even thought of before. Nobody's ever even discussed it that I know of. We are going to indemnify and strongly indemnify police officers from liability so that they can do their job. I think this is a great thing. And I saw the speech. I I was so encouraged by the numbers of Republicans now in in New York. You know, when I lived in Brooklyn, when I was working at Fox, lived in downtown Brooklyn, Mr. President, when you go back and look at the the voting, the votes, I I was the one guy who voted for you in downtown Brooklyn. You can see my little dot there. It's but but now look at look at what happened with the the numbers coming out. Breitbart had a new poll out yesterday showing that your support among black Americans, 17% currently support you, 20% say they would vote for someone else. And then you have people like in Chicago's uh, South Side who are openly rebelling because they've realized what the America last policies of the Democrats literally look like when they're bringing the illegals in. Well, the America last policy is a disaster for our country. We're about America first. We're, We're putting ourselves way above any other country. And you know what? If if we take everything and and fix our country, we'll help others. But we have to help our own. We have a failing nation. Our nation is failing. It's never been like this. We're not respected. Our president is a joke. He's the most he's the most incompetent president in history. And he's the worst president. And he's the most corrupt president. Look at all this stuff. I mean, this is real corruption. This isn't you know, me protesting a crooked election. That was crooked. It's very easy. It was the most crooked election anybody can ever remember. I don't know. Maybe in the old days. I don't know. But probably not because there's, there's never been an election like this. But think of it. We have the most corrupt president and the most incompetent president all wrapped up in one in Joe Biden. He's horrible. He's not respected. Putin laughs at him. President Xi of China laughs at him. Kim Jong-un of North Korea with lots of missiles laughs at him. It's, I don't believe he makes it to the starting gate, to be honest. And I'm sorry, you know, I was on Sean Hannity 
a week ago, he did a town hall, which was a great town hall, actually. And the first time I said it, I said, I don't think he makes it. I watch him. He, he can't put two sentences together. He can't find the exit to a stage. You know, you got a lot of stairs up there. I'm up there a lot on those stages. And you get usually three, four sets of stairs. And, you know, he can't find his way off the stage. And this is the man that's responsible for nuclear weapons and for uh, uh, us with, you know, we have serious danger. We have countries that really don't respect us, don't like us, and they have nuclear capability. And we have a man with a low IQ. He's a low IQ individual. And this is a man that's our president. I, I want to. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. I've never seen you get lost on stage before, uh, and, and yet Megyn Kelly came out the other day. Can we play this audio? Because I'd like for you to respond to this. I, I think it's insane. But let's take a listen to Megyn Kelly. Do you think that Donald Trump has faded from where he was in 2020? Yeah, I do. Huh. I mean, I take him over Joe Biden any day of the week. Joe yeah, Biden, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to, you know, fill out this term. Never mind a second. But there's no question Trump has lost a step or multiple steps. All right, Mr. President, how do you respond to, to Megyn Kelly there? I think she's a disgrace. She has a third-rate podcast. Who, you know, and everyone is telling me how positive she was. She was always negative for me. She's the one that asked the big question, you know, the Rosie O'Donnell question uh, at the debate. She was a big uh, star, even though she shouldn't have been. Uh, she ended up failing at NBC. Then she opens a podcast, and she did for two years nothing but positive. And I kept saying, I don't believe that she's positive. I never listened to a podcast. Uh, then I did an interview, and it was, it was a certain hostility in the, the interview. Now, I tell you what, if I lost this step, I would know it, and I would know it faster than anybody. You know, I just took a test, a cognitive test, right, a test on uh, – my uh, capability and doctor, I, I took one originally with Ronnie Jackson. And I aced it. I took another one recently and I aced it. I'll let you know. And you know what? You will know just by our conversations. You're going to know maybe before me. Please let me know because you know what? If that happens, you shouldn't be running. Uh, uh, she's I will... just upset that I don't do interviews with her. I wouldn't do it. I'm doing an interview with you. You've been a friend of mine indirectly. When I say a friend too, I mean you're a friend of America. You want you know, you want to hear me and you want to hear others also. But you've done a great job. Uh, Megan Kelly, I've never been a fan of. And I was so surprised to hear that a podcast is very positive toward me. But I never believed it because I couldn't stand her when she was on Fox. Mm. I mean, she was the enemy as far as I was concerned. And Fox better shape up, too, because they're losing a lot of uh, they're losing a lot of traction. Fox has got to shape up. But Megan Kelly's bad news always was. I won't do interviews with her. I did an interview. I didn't like the interview. It was a snarky interview. And I said, good. I was glad because I found out that, you know, the ma what happens is when you start off some way, like if you start off like she did at Fox, you're never going to really be a Trump person. I hit her so hard. And now I don't hit her at all because she's not, no longer relevant. But uh, I hope that people aren't listening to her show because they like Trump, because she's never going to be good for Trump. One uh, final question. Failed. I mean, she's she's gone from she's gone from being in the broadcasting business to having a podcast or whatever show she has. But she's not on our side. Well, one final question, Mr. President. We appreciate your, your time this morning. Um, Vice President, do you have a list? Have you put together a list of possible running mates? 
Well, I, I do have a lot of people that are good. We have a lot of great people in the Republican Party. I don't want to mention names, obviously, now. Uh, you know, the one thing about that is that there's never been a case where a vice president's really helped somebody get that position, the top position. Uh, good to have and probably can hurt somebody. But there's never been a position that I can think of that uh, where it helped. So I do have a list. I have a good list, I think, a really good list. But it's too early. I want to get it first. I don't want to give myself that maloiki. I don't want to give myself the the bad luck stuff with talking too soon. I want to win first. We have a huge lead. We're leading by 50 and 60 points everywhere. I mean, we have a, a poll that just came out, morning consult of every state. And if I'm leading by 35 or 40 points in some of these states, I'm doing badly. In California, I think I'm leading by 70 points. And Various other states, you know, within the Republican Party for the nomination, uh, doing great in Georgia, doing great in New Hampshire, doing great in South Carolina and Nevada, which are the first ones. And, uh, you know, we're really doing great. It's it's incredible. And I'm looking so forward to Iowa. I love Iowa. I've done so much for ethanol. I saved ethanol. Ethanol was gone. You know that. And not only saved it, I got, you know, I got year round. It was eight months. I got year round. I did a lot of things. And uh, I think the people of Iowa know that very well. And the big thing, I, I really believe the biggest thing that anybody could have ever done. Think of that. $28 billion from China. What are the presidents even going to ask? Nobody would ask for because China has treated our farm belt, our farmers so badly, so badly for so many years. And the damage I figured was 28. I asked our secretary of agriculture to come up with a number. He said, sir, it's about $28 billion in damage. I said, I'm mm. getting that money back. And I told him, go out and buy more land and bigger tractors. You know, So I don't see how I lose in Iowa. <laughs> but you know, Nikki Oran didn't do anything for them. And uh, actually, they're hostile toward farmers. And I'm the exact opposite. I respect the farmers. I know how hard they work, and they're incredible people. Right. We're going to leave it. I know you're busy, Mr. President. And by the way, is the family doing well? Mrs. Trump doing well? The, the family doing good? They're really doing well. Well, I'm under siege, but I like yes. being under siege because, <laughs> you know, what, the reason I'm under siege is that I'm leading in the polls by so much. It's just a – this is an attack on a political opponent, and that's never happened before to this extent at least, but that's never happened before in this country. This is an attack by an incompetent president on his political opponent who's leading by a lot in the polls. All right. Well, Mr. President, we're going to leave it there. Uh, you always have a welcome invitation to any of the golf courses here in the Memphis area, and uh, we wish you the very best out there on the campaign trail. Well, I look forward to it, and thank you very much, and I'll see you soon. All right. Uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, president Trump uh, exclusively uh, here on the show. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.